And I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast. Welcome to GrishaCast, episode 112. In this episode, we'll be discussing the short story, The Witch of Duva, from the language of thorns. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry. From Nashville, Tennessee, this is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by the friendliest author ever, Lee Bardugo. Moisavieni casters. Hello, everybody. So, we have some listener cities to get to. We do. First, mm-hmm. we have Crachiba, Brazil. Ooh. Ooh thank you. Spicy. Yes. And next, we are going to Alexandria, Egypt. Ooh. Thank you, listeners. Also spicy. Yes. I love it. Thank you. I would love to go to all of our listener cities. And I've right? said that multiple I know. times. I know. <laughs> Sorry, Every guys. Week we're like, Going on a tour. I know. Psych. We just wanted, I, we just need a vacation yes. is what is going on. Yeah. And we'd love to see you guys. Yeah. So hope you're ready for room and board. <laughs> we sleeping on the couch. You can get all this craziness in your home. Yay. <laughs> Order now. Yeah. So how are you? I'm good. Yeah. I'm excited that... We are doing a friend thing tomorrow. Yes, we are. Finally. We're going to go to a show together. I'm very excited. It's been a while since we've been out together. Yeah. I was realizing this is actually my first time going out since COVID. It's been like three years, babe. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't done anything like this. But I felt... Better when I saw that on the ticket, it said that you need to make sure that you either bring your negative test or that you have your vaccination. Yeah, most places are doing that. Well, I wouldn't know that because I don't go out. (laughs) But that's just because... I never stopped going out. Well, no one can stop you. No, no, because I do what I want. Always. (laughs) I stayed home in the very beginning of all that, but then I was like, eh, screw that. I need to live. See... I just got in that I I got in the habit of just doing stuff at home. I don't know. It it was just hard to like go out. But we still have done things. We've gone out to restaurants every once in a yeah. while, but you know, not to an event like this. I'm excited. It's a concert. I'm excited. I'm excited to share the band with you. Yes, I very much have enjoyed listening to their albums. I've listened to the newest one a lot and I really like it. Yay. So it's cool. For those of you guys that want to hear a really awesome group, Dead Poet Society. Woohoo. Yeah. I've been keeping it secret, but yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not supposed to say that. No, it's fine. I have a weird thing. I won't go like too deep into it, but I have a weird thing. I really like small indie bands that mm-hmm. nobody knows and I get really into them. And then as they grow, I back off of them. I like my bands to be like approachable and I like yeah. small shows and small venues and so, um, I just ruined that for no, you. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. They are on this like upward trajectory anyway, because they've been touring with bad flower. This is their second round with them and bad flowers gotten really big. So now dead poet society, um, is now getting really big. Um, so 
eh. Yeah. I mean, it was it was happening anyway, and they deserve it. They've been doing this for a very long time. Yeah. Um. So they they deserve it. It's about it's time. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I get a little sad once, <laughs> you know, I go to these venues, and they're sold out. Um. But I'm happy for them. Yeah. I. I don't often. I don't think I listen to a lot of people that would like sell out an arena or anything like that. No, but even if you go, even like these small, you know, like Exit In. Yeah. Like if you sell out Exit In, then it makes me sad. Yeah. And that's still like a small place. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. But I've known these guys for a while. Um, and I followed them through God's greener earth. <laughs> yes, you have. So, yes. And I'm following them again. We're going to see them Thursday. And then I'm going to go see them again Saturday. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to share it with my best friend. Yay! I'm so excited too, because I really, I had, I had not heard of them until you introduced me to them and I really love his voice and I really like their sound. It's very unique and it's very, it's just, it's a really, I like it a lot. So I'm excited too. Yeah. If you like, if you like lyric heavy songs where like the lyric is like, you know, the most important part of the song, but then you also enjoy like noise, <laughs> you know, like yeah. the, the, the distortion and um, it's kind of got a 90s feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that was my jam. And he even says that he doesn't feel like the songs he writes are popular anymore, but um, oh my God. for us older folk, <laughs> we love it. We are all over it because um, rock is is not being played right now. Like even the rock stations have turned into pop. So you have to go to the indie bands right now to get anything good. So, so yeah, well, I I keep most of them under wraps, but (laughs) well, this one, don't worry. Your best friend spilled the tea. No, no, no. It, it, it's fine. I, like I said, they're on an upward trajectory. And the last time I went to a show, it was difficult to, to get to them because of all the people, so they're getting there anyway on their own, which, like I said, they deserve it. They've lived many lives on the road. Yeah. <laughs> and it's time. Well, so, so give them a listen. Give them some love. Exactly. They're coming to Europe. We have a lot of Europe listeners. We sure do. And they are on their way to you in the next few months. So you might be able to catch them catch them somewhere near you. Yeah. Check them out. Yeah. So. Well, we definitely, this is our first episode since we had last week, of course, but that was such an incredible episode. We had Aaron Stein on. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Like, we actually got to do, like, a proper, like, deep dive into a lot of things yes. that we didn't know. Um, I I love all the little tidbits about, you know, the design for the cover and um, talking about the, the print. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. It was incredible. And... I love that Lee said hi. That was really yes. a cool little thing. And Aaron was just in- incredible mm-hmm. and full of so much knowledge. And I think what I loved so much was how appreciative she was towards us for, like, having the conversation with her. She had as much fun as we did because she hadn't been able to, like, you know, geek out with some peeps. Yeah, I, th- I think, like, the position she's in, she's very behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like when you're in a band and you're, like, the bass player. <laughs> the yes. lead singer always gets the the glory. Um, so to to be able to talk to somebody that was a an integral part 
of everything and that it sounded like that she really was looking out for the fans um and what we would want yeah (laughs) so we are appreciative of her and we had so much fun last week yeah we'll definitely have her back on she was so fun and it was just it was neat to learn some things that we had like some easter eggs and stuff like that the book like the book curses how cool is that (laughs) yeah like that was some really neat stuff and I haven't found – I found all the ones that I have. However, I realized that she also mentioned that she did the, like, re – it's not the – I don't know what the word is. But she took the Shadow and Bone trilogy and did the new covers for them. So I think that's included in them. So I think there's a book curse possibly in those. Um right. So I might have to find those or yeah. fans that have those copies with the pretty much the the cover is based off of the show. You know, it's got images from the Netflix show. Tell me if the book curse is the same. Ooh. Yes, I'm intrigued. I know. I love all that stuff. So, well, that was awesome. If you guys haven't heard that or like check it out because it really is an awesome episode. However, if you are just randomly listening to this episode and haven't read all that stuff, then... It's full of a lot of spoilers. Definitely check it out. Yeah. We, you, it's it's on YouTube and obviously all our podcast platforms. So yeah, definitely if you haven't checked it out, it's full of a lot of fun things. Yes. So, well, we had an interesting read this week. <laughs> yes. The Witch of Duva. Mm-hmm. Am I saying it right? Duva? Yeah, or that's Duva? the way they said Duva in the... Uh, the book, audio book thing. Yes. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> Which is amazing because I never do. I'm usually the one. Wow. My brain just kind of like jumped off the ledge halfway through. It's okay. <laughs> Surprisingly, I caught it and I usually don't catch things. It's been a week. So my, I'm like, what? Yeah. What was really cool also about reading this is like also with the intricate knowledge that we got from Aaron was kind of fun. I enjoyed like reading it and looking through the book and the images as I love watching the image like, you know, grow. Yeah, it's it's fun that a lot of the information we got about this book and we're being we're in the middle of it. Yeah. So it's it's fun to to be a part of that like journey with all the little tidbits of information. It really is. And I loved hearing that this book was also only printed in two colors, the red and the blue. It's How neat really is that? cool. So I'm obsessed with colors, like I said last week. So that just love that so much. It's a really, really cool little thing that they, they just put a lot of work into this book. They did. <laughs> and they really did. They did. And like, who would have known? I mean, like you could tell, but I mean, like all that extra, like she just, there was a lot of stuff in here. Mm-hmm. So... The Witch of Duva was not was actually released, I believe, in an it wasn't it didn't wait till Language of Thorns. It was released as like the backstory for one of the trilogies. Yeah. One of the books in the trilogy. It was like back in like twenty twelve or something like that when it was first. So then it was so actually it was then accompanying literally Shadow and Bone. It was the yes, it was a called like a Ravkin tale or fo- something like that yeah folklore yeah yeah so i hadn't read this story in a very long time and if you know me well then i forgot it completely so <laughs> it was just reading it like new and that must be fun sometimes though to just be able to is. relive something like you've never lived it before it is great however it 
also can be frustrating sometimes too when you're trying to remember stuff specifically yeah. about it. Um, this is a I. This is a very interesting story. I enjoyed it. It definitely has some trigger warning issues towards the end of the story. Um, yes. And I know that we might need to like. So, I, yeah, before we go on, we might just need to say there's uh, possible trigger issues with um, consent. Um, yes. Um, uh, physical touch. Physical abuse. Yeah. Um, so if sexual abuse, sexual we're just gonna, abuse, we're just going to say it. Yeah. And if you, if that is a trigger for you, please stop listening right now. Yeah. Um, we do not want to call. We'll listen with caution. Yes, please, because um, we care about our listeners a lot, and we do not want you to have any. We don't want to disturb you. And this is actually it's a it's a very cool story. However, it does have that towards the end, and it can. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard. I mean, I'll just say it was hard for me. Uh, when, when I got to that part that I was, I was like, I, it made me uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I'm happy that it was, I mean, it's weird that it was in there all together. I'll just say that, but I was glad that it was like a very quick, like it was one. It sentence. wasn't. Yes. Um, but still the second I got there, it was like, Oh, <laughs> it shocked. It shocked me. It really did. Um, it, it's a very interesting story. So let's just start discussing it. We, um, if you if you're listening to this, then hopefully you've read the entire story. We're not just doing a synopsis of it. We're just going to kind of discuss this. Um, it is. I I really enjoyed the book. I mean, the story um, because I thought it, I had some hints of like, let's see, Hansel and Gretel, of course, at first a little bit. Um, there's. I got a Cinderella vibe. Did you? Oh yeah, okay, I can see that. Uh, it was, uh, you know, evil like step, the stepmother, evil stepmother. Yep. Yeah, and it's a really interesting story. Um, it starts off how I really did. You catch the parts where it's like almost Lee is like speaking to you as if you live in Ravka in like modern times. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's a lot of like, so be careful when you go out, or <laughs> exactly. And when it talks about her hunger, um, so let's yeah, let's talk about the character. So our first, like, I mean, our main character, um, her name Nadia. is Nadia. Thank you. Yes. So like, I had to think about it for a second. About is this the Nadia that we know? But it is not. No, different spelling, isn't it? Yes. Okay. This is a Y A, and the Nadia that we know is an I A. Yeah. Yeah. So Nadia is our main character. She has a father whose name is Maxim, mm-hmm. and she's got a brother whose name happens to be Hansel, right? Havel. Havel. Oh, yeah. I just said Hansel. <laughs> yep. Making it Hansel and Gretel. Um, and it starts off just talking about how little girls go missing, and the woods woods eat them, or they just don't know where these girls go. And yeah, it's always like you have to be back by dark. Yes. There's like, what is it? The the trees are hungry. <laughs> yeah. I do love the way Lee wrote. The story is written beautifully. Oh, yeah. It's everything so, she writes is. these sto- This story I felt like had some definite, like, I mean, just some of the imagery that she painted with the words that she used, I thought was just really incredible. Yeah. Um, however, it definitely is really dark. So it's got that Lee yes. little twist on it. It is very dark. Um, so I, 
it, the whole Cinderella thing like starts fairly early um, because like the mother is ill. Um, the father is like traveling all the time, selling his wares. Yeah. Um, and then like this, you know, famine comes through and he can't work anymore. And the, the mother dies. And the second the mother dies, this woman like steps in. Mm-hmm. And that was very early, like Cinderella to me. I I see it now completely. Yeah, I was. Um, is this like woman that she doesn't like? <laughs> yeah. What's interesting is also you notice this tie-in to the story from the lives of saints. Do you remember? Like, so we actually like. I mean, we. You know what? I'll wait till we get there. But <laughs> did so. We might as well give like a small, like the small synopsis is like, I mean, obviously she got like all these little girls go missing mm-hmm. and Nadia, I mean, everybody's hungry and this woman who married her father is pretty much just being, you're right, the evil stepmother. Yeah. She's telling her that she has to leave, um, that she needs to join her brother and joining the army or something like that, but yep. she can't yet cause she's not old enough. Um, and she's like, do it anyway, lie, get out. Like, she just keeps pushing her out the door because she does not want her around. Nope. Um, but then her name is Karina, the evil stepmother. Yep. Um, but then she always has sugar. Yes. Which is a, <laughs> so a novel little sidebar. Um, but she tries to warn her dad, too. You know, like, please don't marry. Please don't marry her. I don't yeah. like her. And the dad is basically like, eh, it's fine. So, yeah, and I want to get, so there's some, we have to get through this, like, little synopsis so we can go back to some of the parts I want to pick apart. Because, so, she ends up going into the woods. Um, She, she goes, doesn't she run out to try to get something to, no, it's like, she goes out once and she catches a rabbit and then she goes back. Karina sends her out to check the traps. That's right. And she's like, but it's almost dark. Why? And Karina's like, screw you, I said, go get it. Yes. But she does come back with a rabbit. Exactly. And then when she comes back, Karina, like, grabs, like, she's mad. Pissed. Like, she grabs that rabbit and, like, locks Nadia in her room. And Nadia's, like, screaming to be let out. Um, And yeah. during that time, she hears her father and Karina be you know. intimate. Exactly. And she thinks it kind of must be a punishment that Karina is bestowing upon her. Yeah. So when she does get out of the house, like, she goes back into the woods. She ends up getting lost in the woods. However, there is um, something that we should bring up. She There's all these smells that keep say. coming from the woods. And during like delicious the- smells. And remember, everybody's hungry because there's a famine. Exactly. So, like, these delicious smells keep coming, like, wafting in. Specific, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, they really can taste it. And a hot and sweet, fragrant cloud. And they even make, like, poke a little bit at, like, maybe the girls that all went missing just walked into the woods because yeah, they smelled it and they were hungry. so hungry. <laughs> well, hunger. You are. So, she... Ends up like all she gets lost. However, she stumbles upon a little cabin, a hut, a hut, and that <laughs> is like that where we meet Magda. So yes, which is the word that you always <laughs> confuse Bagra and yes. Magda. So that is this is 
definitely the same person the, from the there is we read about the story of Sancta Magda. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is same. And it's kind of neat because it makes sense mm-hmm. um, a little bit. <laughs> um, so Magda is like just, like this is totally Hansel and Gretel. Like it seems like she's just this evil witch that's yeah. got this like and she makes all this food. It's all about like just feeding you and even Nadia while she's eating she's like she's making me fat so she can eat me later and I literally don't care yeah because I'm hungry exactly <laughs> like she knows that she's in a dangerous situation but oh my goodness there's food she's starving <laughs> yeah however Magda has a cute little pet she's got a little bear uh-huh and he's got a gold collar mm. and long anyways like she stays there pretty much for a very long time. And every morning, yeah. Magda asks, asks her, like, what do you want? And she says, I want to go home. And Magda's like, we'll go. So go. <laughs> and she's like, ends up being like, well, I'm pretty much too hungry. So I ain't going to go nowhere. There's delicious food here. She do- Nadia then ends up starting to notice at, like, late at night that there are strange visitors that start coming. People come from everywhere, it seems, because... Winter hits, so then they get. She ends up getting snowed in a little bit. And she's bit. helping Magda at this point too. Yeah, like she's helping her make food and yep, make yeah. food and then and she, teachers and things yeah, like that. she learns of like medicines and yeah. little potiony kind of things. And so it ends up we find out that Magda also is pretty. She is a. We want to call her a witch, or do we want to call her like? I mean, she's a Grisha, pretty much. But I mean, she's a witch. Like, they're calling her a witch. Yeah. So. If you stumbled across her, like in all other fairy tales, you, I mean, she'd be considered a witch. Right. So people come from all over, I'm guessing, because they hear about the strange woman that has a cabin in the woods. And if you go to her and ask her for whatever you want, she'll give you some kind of answer to it um, or give you something that'll help. However, there's a really weird scene. I didn't see this coming where this one woman comes and then long story short, I guess the this is the mother of she just lost her child yeah, and her baby. Yep. And the next day Magda is baking something <laughs> and yeah. she's baking and Nadia smells, you know, gingerbread, of course. And that's the funniest line, by the way. Um, I thought this was kind of, um, so she ends up like, yeah, there's, she's, she smells, I was about to say cornbread. Nope, not cornbread, gingerbread. Gingerbread. Um, anyways, I will read this quote. Later she heard the door to the house bang. Oh, nope, nope, sorry, wrong one. Yep, of course, that's me. Okay, I'm going to wait till I get to that part. How about, yeah, we'll just. <laughs> so the little girl, the little gingerbread girl pops out of the oven. And that's what I, was, I thought was really cute was like she goes like it says that she goes and cools herself off next mm-hmm. to like the window or something. So Nadia talks to Magda about it and, you know, she ends up finding out that, I mean, that was a replacement for that child that went missing. Like she used, I guess, the bones or something of her. Um, And then we can't forget, we're going really long into this, like, summary. My God, I'm so sorry, peeps. (laughs) Um, But she, but Nadia's like... You know, what the heck is going to happen to this baby that's, like, made of gingerbread? And she so said she's just going to turn to dust. Um, And then she's like, uh, but isn't that going to upset the mom? 
And then we learn that the mom also has the the disease that killed die. the baby. So she's going to die before that happens to the baby. Um, and then what I found interesting was Nadia was like, well, then why don't you cure the mother? Yeah. And um, Magda was like, that's not what she asked for. And I found that very interesting. It is. So long story short, pretty much Bagra. Oh my God, not Bagra. No, I did it again. Yep. Nadia then ends up like deciding that she, she wants to have a gingerbread baby or whatever, go to her house and go scope it out. Yeah. And she wants to get rid, like, cause she tells, she tells the lady, I'm just going to call her lady because I'm going to call her Bagra if not, um, <laughs> that she wants his, her dad to be okay or her and that the town to be okay and for Katrina to leave. Karina. Karina. Katrina. Yeah. See. Um, so we also get this really interesting little crow that happens to, um, I don't know, what's the word? I don't know. Um, she gets to, her soul goes inside this crow and she can. Yeah. But she like swallows its eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you all have read this. So you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. We're just discussing it. Yeah. But yeah, she like swallows this thing's eyeballs. And then she can see her little, she's in the like. And then she become a crow. Yep. And she watches the little gingerbread girl go to her house. And that's where it gets interesting. We. Sudden shift. We're not going to get into detail right now because I want us to go back. Sudden shift. All of a sudden, we the climax of the story is we find out that actually, could Karina has not been the one that has been doing anything like wrong. It's actually her father, mm-hmm. her very own father, and her father has been killing these other girls, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and sexually molesting them as well, or yeah. Okay, so, and we find out that... Has he been, like, eating them, though? So that's my question. Yes, that's my question. Because they find... Crumbs. Things that belong to the girls. But not them. But not the girls. But then they do do find the bone. They find some bones in the woods. So I thought maybe because people were getting hungry that maybe that it was... We'll get, you know what? We'll, maybe he was eating them. So, but they weren't all made of gingerbread no. like Nadia was. So, so that's the end of that story. Like, I mean, it, she ends up going back and living with Magda and learning everything that Magda does, and and then she becomes a witch. Yep, which is cool. So it is really cool, and it's a lot like the last story, the Two Clever Fox, where um, it, they very much remind me of the same kind of storyline where it's not what you expect correct it which def- is we've talked about before about uh lee being amazing with that about mm-hmm. writing these stories that don't go the way you think they're gonna go um just like the last story it was just it definitely did not take the turn that you thought it was gonna go no and what is interesting is it really does a big shift where it all of a sudden takes the person that you thought was the villain the entire time and actually was the hero because she the entire time was... Yeah. She went to the house and married her father specifically to try to save one girl. And that's really cool to hear. And they it says that any time that Nadia's mother, when she was alive, had 
had to leave the house, Karina would step in. So Karina had always been looking out for Nadia. So her trying to like make Nadia leave the house was trying to save her. Yep. So now let's do a little bit deeper of a... And the dad dies, by the way. I don't think we like... Yeah, the dad does die. (laughs) Because something about uh, what the gingerbread was made of, like poisoned him and he like rotted from the inside. So yeah, he did I, think it had, I think it had like a spell on it as well or something. Yeah. But so now a deeper dive into it, starting like kind of going back to the beginning. Like that is my question is about the mom. So like did her mother like her mother like dies and like doesn't and the only thing she's eating is the cakes that Karina makes. So is the mother like not eating and because something has happened to her because she knows that her husband's this horrible person or like it doesn't say but what are no, your thoughts i don't know yeah it doesn't say like what the problem is really um just that she starts kind of yeah she dies quickly yeah um but she doesn't eat anything except for the thing that karina gives and her where is karina getting all the sugar from right but why is it only those like i'm like it's it makes me think that karina is in it with like, magda like she had so how did she like there's just i feel like there's some kind of weird tie in like she knew from the beginning yeah. that or that the father was doing something she wrong she had to have known because she was constantly trying to save nadia exactly. even before the mom died exactly so she knew so maybe since the mother got ill she knew that the mother couldn't take care and watch over her Like, right then? Yeah. I mean, it's something to think about. And was she constantly sending her into the forest so that she would find Magda? Yes, that's what I think. But then at that point, why were you like, go find the hut? Like, why wouldn't you be more, (laughs) more like forward about it? Like, go find this woman. Maybe because she wouldn't, like, because, like, you got to remember, like, she, she loved her father. She thought her father was someone different. So... Her mother died. Now, all of a sudden, someone else is there. She just had a different way of approach. Yeah. She was just, I think she was just really concerned about trying to save one girl. And she figured the only way to save her is, I think, to get her out into the woods and to go find Magda. Because I don't think she, like, would have forcibly wanted her just to randomly go get lost and die in the woods. Yeah. She had to have known, I think. She had to have known something like, you know, so supposedly the lives of saints is something like maybe she just knew that those smells were Magda and maybe, yeah, I don't know. So this is one of those stories where like when you read through it, you have to go back and like read it again because you start getting all of these hints. There are Um, some great, yes. Like when they talk about why the girls are missing and somebody says, maybe it just likes the taste of girls. Yeah, and that comes from a creepy man. Yes. Who, and they throw a rock at rock at him, which I'm glad they and did. And Anton is Maxim's friend. Like mm. they go, like Maxim goes drinking with Anton. With Anton. Yeah. Um, and the whole maybe it's like the taste of our girls. Like you maybe don't catch knows. on in the beginning, Mm-mm. but then when you go back, it's like I think Maxim is eating them. So, yeah, it might be. I don't. No, no, I, you can't know for sure, but it's possible with that kind of line. It's very there's a lot of foreshadowing. I think that you sh- don't catch on to. 
Yeah. One thing that, like, I mean, while you're talking about, like, these foreshadowing moments, there was, like, this moment where when she, after she sends Nadia into the woods to go, and she comes back with the rabbit and she locks her into her room, like, this part, I have to read it because it was, I didn't catch on to this until it was the second time the read through. And I'll tell you, so let me read it and then it'll make sense. Later that same night, Nadia went to her, nope, sorry. Don't you love it that I can't even find my own thing? I don't know. Hold on. It's right about... You know, it's not got my screen. Later, she heard the door to the house bang open. Heard her father's unsteady footsteps coming down the hall. The tentative scratch of her... Of his fingers at her door. Before she could answer, she heard Karina's voice crooning, crooning. So, end quote... So, obviously, like, I guess, like, she knew, like, I mean, he was going for her then. Yeah, that actually say, it actually does say towards the end. I, of course, I didn't write this down um, because I was like, we're just going to discuss it. Yeah, I know. Talk about it. Um, But it does say something about Karina. Um. Karina, who had given herself to a monster in the hope of saving one girl. So, yeah. like, she throws herself at him yep. to Would... keep him from getting to her. And there's, like, before that, there's a weird part where she's trying to talk to her dad about not marrying the woman. And he has this, like, it's this weird, like... Karina is a good woman, Maxim said. His knuckles brushed her cheek again. It would be better if... Dot, dot, dot. Abruptly, he dropped his hand and turned his face back to the fire. His eyes were distant, and when he spoke, his voice was cold and strange, as if rising from the bottom of a well. So, I'm trying to, like, just figure out more about what he... <laughs> well, there's also, every time... They she, get to talking. Karina stops them. Shows up. Yeah, and so it makes her seem like a jealous mm-hmm. woman. Until you realize now, at the end, she's protecting <laughs> that. Her. She's keeping an eye on him. It's so weird. Like it's such a twist that at the end, like you just like, and there's all these hints towards it when you read it again, mm-hmm. like these little lines. Um, However, I do want to also mention that, I mean, it's very, Lee makes sure that when these little girls start disappearing and they find, like, whatever it is, like a shoe, it's always, like, crusted in blood. And it is, it's very dark that these girls are just disappearing and definitely being killed. They're not just disappearing because they're finding the blood. Well, yeah, it says, what animal leaves no tracks, no trail, and no trace of a body? Yep. And see, we already knew that, like, I mean, when we get towards the end, like, he, they mentioned how the girls missing used to be from outside towns. And then when the famine hit, Uh it was like a direct hit on their town. And Maxim has been traveling until the famine. So. Oh, here's an interesting. So remember how also he makes wooden dolls? Yeah. So. Uh Um. For those, like, do you, like... See, that makes me feel yucky. <laughs> those wooden dolls, do you think, like, I'm just wondering, he was making, supposedly when you're first reading it through, you think she, it's just toys for 
Nadia, yet she never plays with them. You don't hear her doing anything with them. But then towards the end, do you think he made, like, my impression was maybe he made one for every girl he killed? He He's either making them for every girl he killed or making them to lure them. Oh. Yeah. And I don't, I don't. You don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. It doesn't make me feel good. Well. So, it, I laugh because I'm uncomfortable. Well, then let's, let's move on. <laughs> um. This story is just like, it's really weird when you get to those parts. I just think that the it's little. It's so deep. It is. And I do, I do love it when we finally get to, it's kind of like it relaxes when she finally gets with Magda. Because it's kind of like, that's a, like when she finally gets to the hut and she gets to be with Magda, like that's a fun, like little adventure that we're kind of like. I feel like it just, it changed. You know, the story all of a sudden, she's in a different place and we're kind of trying to figure out what Magda really is doing and Magda even like remarks that like something about she doesn't want people to think that she's like the person taking these men like these girls um it's just got a lot of stuff that's in it that if you go back you see all this foreshadowing um Magda's a really neat character though yes um did you find something that you were looking for yeah <laughs> When um, Nadia's gingerbread person goes in, <coughs> and then uh, she's uh, the crow. Karina walks past her and like throws a rock at her. Um, yeah, and she tells her like to go away, but it says that her voice was gentle, um, and that she says, "Fly away now, little bird. Some things are better left unseen." Yeah. Um, so. I, that's where it, I think it starts to take the turn. It with does, Karina, where you start to kind of like, you know that no, you there's something that is off. Yeah, there's something then, else going on. Yep, and that is the exact moment that when she's that bird, she sees that um, the father, thinking that it's his daughter, um, decide like I mean, starts to like starts to sexually molest her. But then also eats her. Eats the gingerbread girl. Yeah. So this gingerbread girl thing and baby is so weird to me at first. Like, it was just, I didn't, I didn't get it. Um, but they're creating these, they're, they're created from the bone and blood of that person that they need it to be. Because she took, don't forget, like, Nadia had to give two fingers. And that got ground up and put into the mix. So that was also what that woman had in her hand that she couldn't see when she get she gave something to Magda and it was I'm guessing the bones or something of the child she lost. Yeah. Because then she comes and gets her ginger baby. Well yeah, cuz she talks about when her ginger self is being made and she's like it smells delicious, but it's my own bones blood. and blood that I'm <laughs> smelling. See, and that was a weird part for me, like that turn, because it doesn't explain like, so one, she asks, all of a sudden she sees what Magda does. Then she sees this whole mother and baby situation. She asks a couple questions about it, but nothing that tells you specifically what's going on. The next morning, it then like 
it just has this shift where all of a sudden it says Magda, like Magda was making breakfast and then she sees the cleaver sitting on the table Mm -hmm. because like, and that, that, and then it's the weirdest part. Like all of a sudden, like, I mean, Nadia and Magda know what's going on. We don't, but I mean, that was her hint. Like, Hey, now it's time. And she cuts off her fingers. Um, it's just so weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, it really is. And it goes in this really dark place. And then the whole bird that all of a sudden, like, don't swallow the eyes, by the way. You just have to keep them on yeah. your tongue. Like, <laughs> just just hold them in your mouth. So that's so weird. Um, it was just interesting. Um and if we remember Magda's story from the Lives of Saints was the story where it was like the girls that were supposed were accused of being witches and pretty much one of the girls, um, they pray to the saints and one of the sisters goes with Magda into the woods and all of a sudden is in this haven of women cooking and cooking like just all this safe stuff. But then the her sister dies. So... This is the same person. However, that was from the lives of saints. So I think like this is a more embellished story. Like this is a folk tale. However, that I feel is more, you know, religious undertone of anyways. Yeah. Mm. I like the, um, as for Nadia, she lived with Magda and learned all the old woman's tricks. Magic best not spoken on a night like this. Yes. And that was a fun little. I'm on a line, and then she says she does things that Magda wouldn't even do. So she's getting deep into it. <laughs> she is. And it's really cool how, like, every single time, we kind of forgot to say this, every single time that um, Magda asks her what she wants, and she says she wants to go home, and Magda says, go home, and she doesn't say anything, she ends up saying, well, come help me stir the pot. Yeah. And that is, like, that's a very last line in this story. And I really yeah. love that because it's one, the last two pages are the answers to everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, you get the whole plot twist, you get the creepy parts, um, which is just, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, but we also find out, you know, like, I mean the whole, like Karina, it's her father has been the bad guy the whole time. Um, the ginger baby still get me though. Yeah, Clearly. You're a... <laughs> I'm fascinated by this ginger baby. Um, so, I mean, again, just like all the other stories, the picture um, starts off very, very simple. You just get like a little bow. Yeah. And it just starts growing. and It's, it's mostly foods. It's all sweets and uh, ribbons. But then as you start getting <laughs> with Magda, then you get things like the mushrooms and the toad and the, a you finger. Know, you get witchy things. And then the ginger the <laughs> the red weird, and the eyes. The eyeballs. Um and what is that a leg? <laughs> is that last one just I like, think it's a bone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. It I looks know. like a doll leg. It looks like something. Like a Barbie um, leg. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it? Sure. Okay. Um so then, you know, by the end we have the the cauldron and everything is kind of coming out of the cauldron. So just like all the other stories, we get a really cool progression of everything kind of coming together, which so, is fun. So let's look at that picture real quickly for YouTube listeners. Um, watch. Yeah, we're going to look at this image. That's a very last image. So this is what Terry's talking about. It's 
the whole outline has been growing this whole time. However, now we get the last page, and that's not Magda. That has to be Nadia, right? Yes. Okay, because she's young. Yeah. That's a huge crow. That is a massive like, crow. It is bigger than the. It's bigger than her upper half. Yes. Like it's that's massive. I love her outfit, though. I know, and I those are supposed to be feathers, right? Yeah. So I think that's kind she of has feathers all around her shoulders, and then she also has feathers on that top layer of the skirt. That's so cool. I know it's a really cool outfit. So, it's it's really neat because it's just I think it's a gorgeous photo. Um, and the crow takes center stage for sure. Um, yeah. And after reading it and seeing this image, there's some creepy things to it. I mean, now you understand that that ribbon and that bow belong specifically yeah. to the like uh-huh. the girl that won the ma- the pageant of the thaw or whatever. <laughs> she came like I don't know. She's like it was like some Droz Koraleva this year's like pageant winner for like the thaw. <laughs> In their, like, town. It's like the Harvest Queen. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so it's it's a neat photo. Um, you don't learn any intricate, like, special, like, Easter eggs from it, but it is a beautiful photo, I think. It's a, yes, it's a it's a great photo. And the, I like the whole, like, progression that kind of follows the story and uh, the fact that it's only two colors that have come together to, Create to make all this. Yep. So the, I mean, I know, like, it's just the ending part, we get a lot of information um, and we do need it because, so Maxim does die. Um, we we already mentioned that, but we kind of went through it. Like, I mean, he, he ends up eating what he thinks is Nadia, but ends up dead the next morning. Um, they say that it's like, I don't know his like insides exploded and he yeah, smelled he of rot yeah he like he rotted from the inside out Ugh. and then and then i they figured that it was him <laughs> that was doing all these things and so they didn't even bury him properly they didn't give him like a proper no burial so I'm going to read, like, so they found Nadia's father there the next morning, his insides ruptured and stinking of rot. He had spent the night on his knees vomiting blood and sugar. Karina had not been home to help him. When they took up the blood-stained floorboards, they found a stash of objects, among them a child's prayer book, a bracelet of glass beads, the rest of the vivid red ribbon Ganechka had worn in her hair the night of the dance, and Laura Denkin's white apron embroidered with her clumsy stitches, the strings stained with blood from the mantle, the little wooden dolls looked on. So, yep, that's all the, that's where we find out, you and know. And then in Duva, there was talk of burning Maxim's body, but in the end, they buried him without saints' prayers in rocky soil, where to this day, nothing grows. The girl's bodies were never found. Although occasionally a hunter will come across a stash of bones in the wood, a shell comb, or a shoe. Hmm. So, it's definitely dark. It's not your typical, like, Hansel and Gretel or anything like that. Um, However, I do love the surprise. Like, like I was surprised. Um, I did not see that coming. Did you? No. Because you catch everything. No. Mm -mm. Okay. Because... I didn't at all. I knew that it wasn't going to be as it seemed. 
Right. Because Lee. Of course. So I knew I knew it wasn't going to be obvious, but I didn't catch that. I love it when she does, like, I mean, all of a sudden you find, like, when you start reading that Karina is the hero, how, like, I mean, it all comes together for her. And she, and she, that specific moment you brought up earlier, when she throws that rock at the crow, she knows that's Nadia, which isn't, like, she's trying to help her not see. Um, Yeah, that very bad part. So... However, um, it's just a, I don't know. Is there anything else in the story that we need to, like, I'm trying, I want to make sure we cover it all. I think we have. Yeah. I, I hope we haven't confused you all because I know I went back and forth 8,000 times. However, I really enjoyed this story. Um, I thought it was really kind of neat and cool. It did surprise me, but do be aware, you know, obviously, I mean, this, don't read this to your kids. No, <laughs> this is not a children's story. No. However, I do want to go and stir the pot with Magda. I would love to. Yeah. And that would be really cool. Okay. Well, I want to make sure. So, yeah, there's nothing else. It was just, I was very surprised by it. Um, But I love the last line. I'm not going to get over that. I want to go stir a pot, as I said. <laughs> so go stir a pot. I'm going to. Good. Oh, so... Um, what do we think happily ever after? I mean, for Nadia, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I think she's gonna, yeah. Yeah. Definitely happy ever after for her. Yeah. So, okay. Well, that was a fantastic discussion on that little story. Yes. Um, so it's that special not time for (laughs) Great to Cast News, which we really don't have any, so we're good. Thank you. <laughs> moving on. Yes, moving on. Sorry, Grisha in the field. Next week, we'll Next tune week. in to you. However, there was a little bit of stuff just, I mean, it was on Instagram and social media, um, how the anniversary of the show is, like, it's a one-year-old yeah. of when it came out. So. Ellie posted a couple things about um, the uh, sequel, The Ninth House. Yes. Yeah. Which is very exciting. So... Okay, well, next week we will be covering the next story. We are halfway through, girl. We're almost through this, and I can't wait. (laughs) I mean, we got... So this next one, Little Knife, is a great story. I love it, Um, and we are almost to, you know, we got these... All these stories are really cool. So, okay, well, you got anything else to say, girl? (laughs) Nope. Okay. Well, we love you all. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time. Long live the Grishaverse. Like, we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. A plus. No mourners. No funerals. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at GrishaCast. And thank you to our amazing staff, Chris, Alex, Michelle, Sid, and Chloe.